When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. And a little summer edition. Uh, we still got things to talk about here at the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Uh, lately, it's that Michigan is number one. Number one. The best in the nation. In okay. what exactly, Ryan? In athletic success. As Overall, a program. As a program, right. yes. Yeah. So CBS Sports released their, uh, um, they have a certain formula that, that, that they use and they released their uh, rankings of the top uh, FBS Division One programs, and Michigan came in number one with five hundred and one point seven five points, narrowly edge narrowly edging out Kentucky and Oklahoma for uh, the top spot. And based off, so football and uh, basketball, men's basketball, kind of were weighted a little bit higher than than the non revenue sports. So there and was, not all non revenue sports were even on this. It was right. like a comprehensive look at a program. Right. So it's those the, two women's basketball and then And then two wild cards. So okay. all those the most successful um, of the rest yeah, of them. baseball, okay. softball, volleyball, soccer, you did the hockey wrestling. Right. But it was an objective thing. It wasn't like, oh, I think, you know, they're a good program and they're on the rides. It was it was it was wins, losses yes, or, yes, or whatever and else. Based they, off championships. Yeah. So. Yes, championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll get their formula put 2.5 times as much emphasis on football and two times the emphasis on men's basketball. And obviously football team finished 10 and three made it to a new year six bowl uh, basketball team made it to the sweet 16 mm-hmm. last year. Um, so, and then uh, the biggest surprise was uh, the baseball team who finished second. They had the best finish of all Michigan teams, right. which heading into the school year, you probably would have figured that's one of the biggest long shots out there to have mm-hmm. that sort of national success. But yeah, they finished national runner up. Um, and then, but that wasn't all. I mean, uh, the women's basketball team made, made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Wrestling team finished uh, fourth in the nation or fifth in the nation. Sorry. Women's gymnastics finished fifth, but the men's gymnastics team was fourth. So that was probably their second wild card team. Um, but I mean, even if they expanded it to a few more sports that were included, I mean, volleyball finished ninth and women's lacrosse finished ninth as well. So a lot of success overall across the board for, for Michigan. But what's kind of funny is there was no national titles to be won at Michigan this year. So, right. I mean, a lot of these teams in the in the top 10 won, won a national title in some sport, but not the case for Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of interesting things there. First of all, you know, Michigan, maybe even more so than other schools, uh, often gets the, the the debate about, is it a football school? Is it a basketball school? You know, you had the, the men's basketball team, at least, coming on in recent years, and you're like, oh, this might be a basketball school now. And I think, you know, a poll like this or a ranking system like this kind of shows, like, it, it, it's, it's all those things. It's not any one thing. Um, if you're going to look at the sport that maybe has the most – history and tradition and of course has the biggest uh you know fan turnout or whatever yes that's going to be football and that probably will be they'd have to have a i don't know how many really bad years in a row for that to to change so that's That's how it is at most universities Um, sure (laughs) so but you know uh 
Yeah, and then there's the schools. Yeah, like okay, Kentucky, where it's okay, it's Kansas. They're they're basketball schools, and probably take a lot to change that. But that doesn't mean that at least at a place like Michigan um, or some of these other schools um, that the other sports can't do too well. Also, um, and I think I think you know this this one you're looking at here, the CBS one that we're talking about, um, because of the way they did it with uh, really just looking at I guess you said five sports total mm-hmm. for each. Um, you had some schools up there. Uh, that maybe are more just athletic focused or whatever. But if you look at some of these other um, uh, sort of similar uh, rankings or standings, championship, whatever, uh, you know, the Capital Cups, One yeah. Cups, yeah, the Capital <laughs> One Cup, and then the, you said the Director's Cup is the right. other one, right? Um, oftentimes, these are schools that just, uh, they're, they're very good academically too. Virginia, Stanford are usually up there, um, you know, UCLA, uh, North Carolina, USC, like these schools are up there. And, and I was talking to someone for an unrelated story, but, you know, they kind of said th- those things often go hand in hand that, um, you know, when you're trying to attract the best uh, students as far as academics and the best, um, you know, professors to work at your school and, and all the deans, all these things, um, you know, they want a well-rounded uh, experience too, where they're working or where they're going to school or whatever. So, um, you know, even if you're not an athlete, uh, who's actually playing these sports, uh, it, it helps to have good sports going on around you. And, um, you know, you see these schools that make an investment um, outside of just their, their power power sports or whatever. Michigan clearly clearly one of those because, I mean, I don't know, what, what was uh, what was Miss, Michigan's second wild card for the CBS one? It would have been baseball and... Baseball and then pro, uh, men's gymnastics. Gym, okay. Yeah. But we know the swimming, like, that does well, too. And, right. Uh, uh, Typically, yeah. softball is softball there too, but they, was, yeah, they were exactly. even mentioning this at all because right. they didn't even make it out of the region. Right, had, had a down year, but, right. but right. there's another program that, that's right up there, right. so there's clearly, uh, right. I think the tennis I mean, team did pretty well. To, yeah, the, if they mm-hmm. wanted to expand this to all sports, it would be interesting to see what, uh, I don't know why they, I guess maybe that's more time and... You well, know, that, that's what they chose to do is kind of focus. Right. Obviously, you know, maybe they didn't want to compete with these others that I think do take into account sort of all all sports. Right. I mean, it's my understanding that that Capital One Cup, Directors Cup, are, are truly right. every single. If you, sport. I mean, if you look um, at this one, a lot of teams in the in the top ten. I mean, yeah, you would consider that most of them football schools. I mean, Oklahoma, LSU, Ohio State, uh, Notre Dame, Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these schools are. You would say, oh yeah, they're most known for their for their football success. Yeah, yeah, I think it. Uh, I guess it is worth noting too that Michigan State was eleventh uh, in the in this poll from that far. So. And Central Michigan was seventy four. Yes, yes, they were <laughs> top one hundred. I guess the, the the whole point of this thing is Michigan's pretty good at sports across the board, yeah. right? So that's t- my main takeaway from it. Absolutely. I mean, clearly, and they're they're investing in these things. I mean, I, you know, there's uh, South Athletics uh, campus here, which uh, um, you know caters to basically all all of these other sports that um, you know maybe that the, the non revenue sports. Um, it's pretty uh, impressive. Um, so I think, yeah, they are making a push to, they want to be, they want to be good in, in as many things as possible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, interesting stuff. Michigan, number one, without being number one in any in <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, sport. Um, yeah. We can talk about, uh, we can talk about basketball a little bit here. One of the sports that didn't, uh, you know, well, they did well. They, they contributed to that number one. Yeah, ranking. Nice. Sweet 16 I mean, for sure. 30 wins. Um, but yeah, next season we're we're you know already kind of moving forward as far as the schedule. We know uh, we know all the uh, opponents at this point. We know uh, who they'll who they're going to play uh, in the Big Ten. We know who they're going to play uh, out of conference. 
We know uh, the dates for all the non-conference games. Um, it's just about, you know, the, the next thing and the final piece of the puzzle will be uh, when they play their, their different Big Ten opponents. We know there's going to be two in early December like there were last year as part of a 20-game schedule. Um, we know that uh, Indiana, Penn State, and Wisconsin are the teams that they only play at home. Uh, Maryland, Minnesota, and Northwestern, the teams they only play on the road, and uh, the other seven will be uh, home and home. Um, but when, we do not know. Uh, we learned the battle for, uh, since our last podcast, the battle for Atlantis. That's the Bahamas uh, Thanksgiving week tournament. Uh, Michigan's draw for that. They will play uh, Iowa State um, to start. Um, and then potentially the winner, uh, well, the, then North Carolina or Alabama, depending mm-hmm. on, again, it's, it's a bracket. So if they, if they lose, they'll still play someone. They'll play the loser of that game. If they win, they'll play the winner and kind of move on. Um, you know, you, you want a trophy in these things. You want to win it. Uh, but I think, you know, just more importantly is, is having a, a coming out, you know, with a, say a two and one record mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, having a good, good resume playing the better teams. And we saw that they went to Maui uh, a couple of years ago and, um, you know, lost their first game. Uh, and then, then that sent them to play Chaminade, the host, um, you know, a non-division one team. And that, that didn't really, that doesn't help you uh, in, in any sense. The, the win was just, it, it didn't do anything for them. They had, they had scheduled another game actually, um, you know, because of the chance of that. Um, so yeah, they avoid, uh, you know, they sort of the only non-power conference uh, school. And I, I Gonzaga, I'm not throwing in there their their power conference in basketball. Just the program itself kind of elevates uh, that. But um, Southern Miss is a team that's in this. They they're at the bottom of the bracket, so they'll they'll avoid them uh, in their first couple of games. So uh, yeah, it's it's a good field. Like I mentioned, North Carolina and Alabama, and Gonzaga's in there too, um, and they're playing Iowa State. Uh, Seton Hall is in that. That's a team that that'll be ranked um, in the preseason. Um, so it's a it's a good field. Um, the tournament usually is pretty good. It's it's a unique yeah. one too because they, mm-hmm. they play it at the Atlantis Resort and it's, it's like a it's like a converted ballroom. I yes, think. yes. The, if you've watched it on TV, it's a, it's the blue one. Yeah, it's always yeah, very yeah. very. It looks like. Uh, uh, yeah, it looks like a, a play where the, the, the fans or, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say the audience is just in very dark and the, uh, you know, the court is much, uh, much brighter, kind of Barclays Center, actually, bit, Brooklyn yeah. kind of yeah, has that bit. vibe to it. But this, this has that particular kind of blue glow. And I've been told the ceiling is, is very low oh, there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think I mentioned all the teams. Oregon is, is the eighth team okay. in, in that field. Uh, um um, that's a team that Michigan. So Michigan will be familiar with these teams. I mean, they they played North Carolina the past two years. Uh, they will start a home and home with Oregon this season, so they'll play the Ducks no matter what um, at Chrysler. Uh, yeah, and I guess just the last note about Michigan's schedule would be uh, there's a lot of really good games. Uh, we don't know exactly who they'll play in the Bahamas, but it's going to be good. Uh, Louisville uh, on the road. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, and and Oregon, like I mentioned, plus plus Creighton. That's another. That's a Big East. Uh, you know, team uh, that they'll get in early November at Chrysler. And then there's a lot of uh, not so good. I mean, a lot of these teams, as I was kind of looking at it, they, they, they had similar records, uh, similar bad records. Uh, a couple, at least a couple, like, fired their coach because of their performance. Um, at least a couple transitioned to D1, like, within the past 10 years. Um, it's, it's, you know, so Houston Baptist, uh, Presbyterian, UMass Lowell, um, you know, these are teams that aren't uh, particularly... So not uh, must watch basketball. <laughs> no, but you know that that's kind of you know, and it's during the uh, uh, 
you know, a couple of them during the, the break. And one is a Friday, the week before they go to uh, the Bahamas. Um, but then uh, Presbyterian is December 21st. Uh, UMass Lowell is December 29th. Um, and those come after the Oregon game. So it'll be like last year, too, where you've got a week between a couple different games, uh, you know, and I'm sure it'll be uh, fan, many fans will complain about why they're playing these opponents. But, you know, that's college basketball. You don't necessarily know, uh, you know, how good certain teams are going to be when you're scheduling. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess I wouldn't say, like, this is like Jawan Howard's philosophy. He, he probably does not have his fingerprints over this schedule um, at this point. He's kind of focusing on other things. But, you know, going forward, he may have a say in, in kind of what uh, – what teams they play. They're throwing some of these smaller schools a bone because they do help, you know, pay for the bills and everything else. Those budgets. smaller schools rely on these yeah. games against bigger universities. I've so. seen these contracts. It's usually, you know, 75, 80, 90, $100,000 uh, to come. Um, and, you know, typically get your butt whooped, but they occasionally <laughs> win. Um, and, uh, yeah, then they send them, send them on their way. I mean, one, one of those teams that they'll be paying that money to, uh, the very first regular season game is actually Appalachian State. And, you know, as we all know on the football side, they, they were once paid a, a, a nice sum to come to uh, Ann Arbor, and they left <laughs> not just with a paycheck, <laughs> but a victory. So you, you never know. Um, uh Eastern Michigan, you know, they, they, they won at Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. New Jersey Institute of Technology Technology. came in. That was, a, that was a rough year for the Wolverines, but um, it does happen now and then. But, yeah, this, these are called uh, guarantee games or buy games uh, for a reason. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where things stand. You can go on MLive.com slash Wolverines, uh, see all of this uh, and more. Uh, working on a story right now about uh, potential starting five, you know, for next season for Michigan basketball, who they might – you know, roll out there. Um, in Spoilers, that, in that Franz Wagner in there. Is we he? Talking, yeah, we were talking about him last week. Is he in there or not? You know. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Yeah. He's in there okay. in my projected starting five right now. But this is more about, you know, the p- different possibilities. So, okay. you know, Come yes, he'll be in there, but so will so will some other people. But exactly what position he'd be in. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of people at my weekly uh, pickup basketball game last week. The question seemed to be, can he play the two guard? Can, mm. can Franz Wagner play shooting guard at six, nine, which would you know, be a very, very large lineup. They could potentially roll out there with uh, hey, if Monty Bates can do it. You know? There you go. There you go. But they could go, they, yeah, they could go six, nine, six, seven, six, eight, and then seven foot uh, along with their you know six foot point guard. But uh, that would be, that would be very big, um, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of a, uh, that's kind of thing where things stand, but uh, it's Big Ten, Big Ten Media Day on the football side this week. So you will be there in yes, Chicago, Chicago, or is it Rosemont? Technically, is no, that where they do it? They Chicago, do it in Chicago. Chicago yeah, yeah, it's at the Hilton in downtown Chicago. Okay. They kind of fluctuate every year. Like last year, it was at the Marriott in downtown Chicago. But usually in a big hotel, ballroom mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because these things are obviously tended for the media. I mean, the reporters show up and talk to these coaches and players, but there's also a portion that's open to the public. So I remember last year coming outside of the hotel after the media portion. And you had literally had fans waiting outside of the hotel room with somebody. I saw someone with a Jim Harbaugh jersey on. So they're waiting for autographs and, and mm-hmm. meet and greets and stuff. Um, there's a there's a section I think on Thursday the because it's Thursday Friday um, Thursday I believe there's a there's a portion where that's almost like a fan fan fest type of thing where mm-hmm. the 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 fans are allowed in and they're able to meet with the coaches and take pictures and autographs. So it's an interesting thing. Um, obviously this is an annual thing. This isn't new. Um, it is split into two days Thursday and Friday. The uh, coach portions, when they go to the podium, will be broadcast live on the Big Ten Network. Um, Jim Harbaugh is set to go Friday morning 
at uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 9.30 a.m. Central there in Chicago. Uh, he'll speak for about 15 minutes, take general questions kind of from the the room of hundreds of reporters. Right, national people, but then you get them at a table with Correct. a little more. Yeah, and we'll get them for about an hour after that. Mm-hmm. And then the Michigan's players are coming. They're sending three. Every team is assigned to send three. Um, Michigan's sending Ben Bredesen, Kali Hudson, um, and Jordan Glasgow. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I think we mentioned this last week. But I would presume those guys are the front runners at this point to be captains. Um, you know, th- I think those will be voted on kind of later. As I think once stuff uh, once camp, camp gets going, going yeah, that's set to go beginning of August. Um, not a ton to really talk about this team. It's weird. I was talking to someone the other day, but this team's kind of boring right now. But, you know, the, all, most of the position battles are either we we know who the fu- you know who's going at it. But we don't have we don't have a decision yet. Uh, quarterback situation is pretty much settled. Um, so stuff I'm looking for, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, a couple things, obviously the injury front, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins are kind of banged up in, in, in spring practice. I presume we'll get a health update on them. Um, you know, Daxton Hill, the five-star safety, uh, finally enrolled uh, about a month ago now. So he's been on campus for a month. Jim Harbaugh has said uh, that he anticipates Daxton playing pretty early. You know, where remains to be seen, whether it's one of the open safety spots, or maybe he's a he's a nickel, or maybe he's just on special teams. We'll see. Um, but he's got a lot of speed. I, I think Michigan wants to get him on the field uh, early, early, and as much as they can. Um, two things here. First of all, this was this was last year that the event where uh, Urban Meyer was Correct. confronted, yeah. um, you know, with with a report, and he he Didn't not he denied it. He yeah. lied. You know, there were some there were some issues there, yeah. as, as we can revisit. But uh, yeah, so I guess you, you never know. Um, but there is that platform, yeah, for. Yeah. For you know, national reporters to uh, yeah ask some questions there, and then when you when you mention the Chicago Health, and I of course think of the one of my favorite movies, The Fugitive, as well. Assuming hey, that you know, so a great movie. Yes, well, if you're you know in that ballroom where mm-hmm. uh, you know Dr. Richard Kimball confronted Dr. Charles Nichols, um, much like Urban Meyer was confronted last year um, about his his lies, uh, you know, be sure to take a picture um, if you find Ooh. yourself there, Ooh. an iconic spot. Uh, you're a frequent traveler of Chicago these days. I know. I mean, second time in a week. Yeah, Chicago's a fun city. I mean, it's, it makes sense. The Big Ten quarters are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of central location for all the schools. So it, it makes sense. It'll be a good time. It always is. Like I said, the broadcast, all the coaches um, on BTN, uh, Michigan State, for those Michigan State fans listening, if there are any, um, that Mark D'Antonio goes at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So Michigan State's Thursday. Michigan is Friday. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't anticipate a ton of news coming out of this thing. Maybe we will, um, you know, but pretty much everything is at this point is either known or settled. You know, there are a couple of position battles at right tackle, um, linebacker spot to figure out. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, questions mark at the receiver. They don't really know who the starters are running back. But whether we're going to answer those on, on Friday, I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to say we will. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, you know, depth charts pretty much been settled. We've written about it a ton. Uh, those are position battles, and it, I think, are going to be settled in, in fall camp. So it'll be one of those situations where we may not know until a week before the season opener, August 31st. Uh, but, you know, Big Ten Media Days are kind of the unofficial starts of the, the football season. You know, uh, coaches are kind of coming off vacations and breaks and everything else, and they're getting closer to practice. So the football season is near. Uh, you'll hear a lot about it Thursday and Friday. We'll have full coverage on live.com, both Spartans and Wolverines page. Uh, we'll be we'll planning Facebook Lives on, on Facebook. Um, we'll have a lot of coverage coming out of that as well. Uh, so getting getting close to football season. Sounds good. That's all I've got. Yeah, that's, that's all I've got. This week. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. 
please rate and review on iTunes. Yes, do it. 